0: The Fire Within Podcast. You need a sustainable plan, the right mindset, and the knowledge and inspiration to stoke the fire within. Just like the phoenix, you can burn your
1: old habits, never turn back, and emerge completely anew. There are no shortcuts. Welcome, Fire Within Nation. This is the Fire Within Podcast, where we talk about all things health, nutrition, and fitness related. I'm your host, Brandon Woolley, with my co-host, Joe. Hello. Today, we have a guest with us, Billy Rettenmeyer. Hello. How you doing, Billy? Yeah. I've known Billy for a number of years. We had his wife on one of the earlier episodes and I learned a lot about Billy this year or last year in the pandemic. You gave me an opportunity to make some income when I lost most of my business overnight when the gyms were shut down. Yep. That's fun. Yeah, it was. Uh, So Billy does some uh, amazing contract work. And if you've ever seen David Copperfield, the magician, it's like that, but with wood. I saw you make uh, 400 precision cuts of of, uh, trim and molding in about, I don't know, an hour and a half. And every one of those things fit perfectly.
2: Yeah. So I do interior trim, new construction, residential homes. So it's a very physical job, moving a lot. Just a lot of keep going all day long.
0: If you ever tried to do your own trim carpentry, you're like, this is a skill that I don't have the hours necessary to do it. And it's a lot of me doing like micro cuts. Shave a little bit, maybe. I, I call it sneaking up on it. That's all. <laughs> yeah. So it takes me forever because I like, I start sneaking up on it but an inch off and then yeah. we'll get there little yeah. by little.
1: Yeah. And then we had a couple opportunities. You did a, a side job for some people that Wanted to do it, and then just watching their eyes when you're doing the cuts, and like, holy, shit, that would have taken me three weeks, and you're done in three hours. It's insane.
2: Yeah, I've had a little practice. I've been doing it since early 2000s. I'm always so. really
0: impressed with, like... Cove molding or crown molding cuts yep. with the complicated angles it's, i have to do math for 20 minutes before i watch a youtube video and then i still make the freaking cut wrong
1: yes <laughs> but
2: once you know how to do it it's not that hard it's uh that's what all the youtube videos say but <laughs> i still don't have i still don't know how to do it there's presets on the saw they they have predetermined angles for you know standard install stuff
1: so. yeah but the physical demand of the job is pretty impressive. Even just uh, trying to move those doors, he would carry two doors at a time. And I'm like, I've set one door and he's got the rest of the stack of 12 done. Yeah. <laughs> but so so very demanding job. Uh, I know it's uh, pretty hard on the joints too. Yeah, my knees are shot. Yeah. But the main reason we have you on the show today is you've had an amazing transformation over the last year or so following the keto plan. Yes, yeah. So tell us that uh, to start with kind of what made you decide to start the keto approach. So I've been
2: overweight pretty much my whole life. I've tried everything and anything, all the diets, I tried eliminating sugars, but I never really stuck to one thing long enough for it to work. I tried going to the gym and working out while eating, cutting out fast food, You name it, I tried to do it to lose weight. But keto was, it let me hack my body. So it was interesting to me. I like efficiency. Keto was like just eliminate carbs and eat this kind of food and the weight started coming off. Yeah. So,
1: no, it's like just even week to week, you could see changes. And now it's like almost unrecognizable. It's amazing. Yep. (laughs) So, what was the, uh, tell us some of the pros of the keto diet.
2: I like the fact that it took my appetite away. So all the cravings, all the, your body demanding carbs for energy, the sugar cravings, keto took that away from me, which actually made me like keto more because it was easy. Without the craving, without the the body demanding sugar and carbs, it just started using my body fat for energy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and you're like never hungry. Like we'd be uh, like at two o'clock. I've already gone through three snacks in my lunch. Yeah, <laughs> And you're like, oh, I forgot to I, eat.
2: <laughs> I can I can wake up, have a cup of coffee in the morning. Which actually, I stopped drinking coffee a few weeks ago. But I, I could go till two, three o'clock in the afternoon and go, oh yeah, I'm, I was supposed to eat breakfast and lunch by now. But you, you I just for me, I, I had no appetite on keto. Yeah, So I was force feeding myself at some points. Yeah, <laughs> just to get nutrients into my body. So let's do a quick recap of what eating keto is. Like,
0: what okay. is the diet? What does it consist of?
2: So, keto cuts out carbs. You're supposed to have high fat intake, moderate protein, and very low carbs. If you eat just carbs, it's supposed to be under 50 grams a day. Net carbs, I think, is under 30, but it concentrates what it, your body does. Your body starts, your liver creates ketones, which your body uses for energy instead of glycogen, sugar, and carbs.
1: Yeah. And, th- and that's the whole premise behind it. And, and it's a mechanism that our bodies have always had. It's just with modern advances, we, we never have to use that anymore. And because it used to be, we can go days without finding food out in the wilderness hunter gatherer. Yeah. So it takes
0: advantage of a process that our body does yep. yep. by changing the way that we eat our diet to put ourselves in a state where we burn fat.
2: It, it changes your body's fuel
0: source.
1: Yeah, from carbohydrates to to fats. Yep.
0: (laughs) Now, is this the one that they say this is how it always used to be? So this is the caveman diet one? Get your body to go back to?
2: Paleo
1: Yeah, it's more like paleo. paleo. They're they're similar in that they're
2: low carb,
0: but keto, I think, concentrates more on high fat. Yeah. And so I've heard, as I know keto, you get your body in the state of ketosis. Yep. And what is that exactly? Where you're producing ketones and using that for energy.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, and you could either do a blood prick or pee on a stick. Is it the two methods to the, find out? The
2: blood test, it's like a, a blood sugar test. The same blood thing, dose. just a little finger prick, and then you test it in a meter. But that's like the gold standard for testing. When you pee on a stick, it gives you the amount you're not using. It's waste wasted ketones coming out in in your pee. God, okay. So it's not really accurate you can tell you're producing ketones that way but it's not in your blood it's in your urine so you're just wasting it you're not using it as energy
0: Got it. so how long does it take adhering to a keto diet to get into ketosis am i saying that right Yep. ketosis and then is the goal to stay in ketosis for as long as possible yep okay. so i think i'm understanding you now
2: <laughs> i struggled to get into ketosis it took me a good two months to actually get in it fighting through those two months i was moody i was hungry i was angry so switching like withdrawal symptoms kind of stuff. yeah, yeah. i mean you're essentially sugar. with sugar yeah exactly you you, your body is craving and <laughs> i would imagine it's like being addicted to something and then denying your body of what it's wanting yeah so yeah i i, I was very angry for two
1: months <laughs> And it really is an addiction, 100%. We brought up on the show some of the studies they've done with sugar, and yeah. rats, given the choice between sugar or cocaine, will pick sugar every time, and they really like cocaine. And the connection with the brain, it's actually nine times more active than cocaine, What whatever that pull, that addictive quality is. Uh, so it absolutely is an addiction, 100%. Only it's like a legalized drug. <laughs> so you can take a test. You can do a
0: print pick to find out if you're in ketosis. What does it feel like? What's different? Did the symptoms of the that kind of stuff go away after you made it into ketosis?
2: Yeah, it wasn't. My mood was stabilized. There's a lot of other benefits from keto. There's, you know, the appetite for me was probably the biggest takeaway as a pro. Cons of it is... Not eating enough food, not getting the nutrients you need, not getting enough fat because I'm not hungry. But then there's the, I'm married, I have three kids. So dinners, that's, that was a challenge a little bit. I didn't see it as much as a challenge as my wife did because if we were going to eat something, a protein, a fat, and a starch, you know, a vegetable, I I just cut out the the carb, whatever the carb
1: was. Yeah. Now, I had a thought and then it went away. Uh. So. That was, this is going to be a good part of the show. Let's leave that in. Shit. (laughs) So, which,
0: so walk me through again. Like you said, you got a protein, a fat and a starch. You cut out which one is the carb. How do you know which one is the carb?
2: So it's just easier (laughs) for me to know what I can eat and not worry about what a starch is, what a carb is. Okay. Um, So I know what a protein is. Obviously meat. I put healthy fats like olive oil, avocado oil on the foods we cook. So that's how we started incorporating healthy fats, any green vegetable you can eat on keto. Cause they're low in, they don't have carbs. They don't spike your blood sugar. Blood sugar is another pro for keto is your blood, your blood sugar is stabilized. Yeah. It's not rising and crashing.
1: Yeah. Now you mentioned earlier net carbs. Yeah. So for our listeners that, that aren't exactly sure the difference between carbs and net carbs, if something has fiber, the amount of sugar your body absorbs goes down because of the fiber. So the net carb could be less than the actual total amount of carb in the food. And vegetables are chock full of fiber. Yeah. And then the other almost a hack with keto is sugar alcohols. So they can add sweetness or even if there are grams of sugar that are sugar alcohol, like erythritol or allulose, th- those are a couple of examples. Examples, they don't count against you. So they don't count towards your net carb total.
2: They actually the sugar alcohol is when you have if you have something that has twenty carbs in it, nine grams of fiber, and they add five grams of sugar, six net alcohol, you have yeah. Six net carbs, those things deduct from the actual carb amount. Yeah, I can see
0: why you would say it would just be easier to figure out what is safe to eat. (laughs) Yeah. That's a lot of math to try and do before you have a snack. (laughs) Yeah. I found a lot of brands
2: that are keto-friendly.
1: Yeah, talk to us about some of those uh, different snacks and things that are geared towards the keto diet.
2: So the first one I tried was fat snacks. They have crackers. They have brownie bites,
0: cookies. Why do they got to spell it with an X? I was just trying to look it up. Yeah, (laughs)
2: but they were the first one I tried. I I tried everything and just did a variety pack when I ordered some of it and found my favorite and stuck with those. Enlightened is another one they have ice cream like brownie bite not brownie bites the frozen cookie dough bites
1: oh yeah those are pretty good yeah now did you notice any difference in maybe clarity of thought uh once you got into ketosis nope no
2: <laughs> <laughs> not for me i didn't i might have had a little probably brain fog i guess that's how you just describe it i don't I don't really know but yeah
1: yeah now, now some people experience it's easier to think and keep their thoughts organized once they're not having the ups and downs from blood sugar. so I was just curious what your experience was that, but no noticeable change for you Well, with my
2: job, it's chaotic and hectic and phone calls, and so my brain is always scrambled and going in ten different directions but as as far as like mental clarity, it doesn't I didn't get that kind of effect where I was like super focused and could really think clear about one thing because I'm pretty much scattered.
1: Yeah. Now I, I've seen what your day's like. It's yeah. insane. I would have an aneurysm. Yeah. So in the middle of making 400 precision cuts with all these numbers and angles and having to know which way to flip the board and what to glue and what not, you're getting like 20 phone calls from your guys out yep. on the other teams. And it's just one after another after I'm like, geez, what in the world? So the fact you could do anything yeah. <laughs> is amazing. So it's probably not a fair uh, judgment as, yeah, Now that makes sense. So how do you know that you
0: slip out of the state of ketosis? Do you just does your body give you some signs or do you just have to test and or do you just stop losing weight or stop seeing the results you want? Like how do you know? Cuz I feel like if if I went into that and I was like, all right, I went through the trouble of pricking my finger and testing my blood and I'm in ketosis. I would be in this constant, like, okay, am I out of it? What do I do?
2: So I did that. The first first time I got into ketosis, I was checking it Multiple times a day, yeah, I, like, my fingers. I hurt. work too dang hard for this. I'm yeah. not leaving this. Yeah, so I got. I you can check it with. There's another test you can do with a breath meter besides the sticks you pee on and the blood test.
0: So the blood test thing, like you just pick those up at the pharmacy. How much do they? cost? Yeah, I just ordered one on Amazon.
2: Yep, I think it was. I don't really know. Maybe fifty bucks. You get a, a meter. It, it's basically the same setup as a blood gu- glucose.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, just while we're talking about blood sugar, I think one of the other benefits of of keto is we know that protein slows the absorption of sugar into the bloodstream. So because it focuses a little bit more on protein than some of the other diets, I think that can contribute to that stabilization. In addition to there just not being any carbs, but. Yeah,
2: um, that's besides the appetite, I'd say the blood sugar is probably my most medically or medical perk I got. Out of Oof. keto because I, I was pretty close to, uh, I was probably pre-diabetic yeah. pushing into diabetes. I checked my blood glucose this morning and it was 84. Wow. Um, in the mornings, I was checking it pre-keto and it was pushing 100 and that was fasting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. Now, what other uh, health changes, like were, you, were there any medications and things that you got off of or? Yep.
2: Yeah. So I got off a blood pressure medication with my weight loss and a cholesterol medication.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah.
2: So within a year off of, actually I was probably off of both of those medications within six, seven months. Wow. I felt really dizzy at work at some points, like I was about to pass out. So, you know, I made an appointment with my doctor, they checked my blood pressure and it was pretty low. They said you need to stop taking this medication.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. Now, I want to hammer this point real quick. Uh, We've done an entire show on fats. Eating primarily fat, Mm -hmm. your cholesterol improved. Yep. Right. So, there's this misnomer that dietary fat increases your cholesterol. Clearly, it doesn't. Not for me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Really, not for anybody outside of a very rare, crazy genetic disorder type thing. But so eat healthy dietary fats. It's going to improve your cholesterol. The number one way to uh, improve your cholesterol is stabilizing your blood sugar, as we just saw, Yeah, which is we did a whole episode on that as well. It's not cutting dietary fats. So Stop buying low fat products and, and avoiding all the healthy fats. And there's actually a lot of benefit. That's where a lot of nutrients hide.
0: Yep. When you guys were growing up, like me, probably. You guys remember those breakfast cereal commercials that you would always see? And it would be a family sitting around a table, and it'd say "part of a balanced breakfast." And there'd be like a stack of waffles, a, a short <laughs> stack of pancakes, a giant bowl of strawberries, Kix cereal, bacon, and a giant stack, <laughs> and, and then, then orange juice. orange juice, <laughs> like a big thing of orange juice, and then the milk, and then it's like part of a balanced breakfast. And uh, it gave you the impression that like Kix had no. V- value but you needed to eat a bunch of other stuff or it would be like like cinnamon toast crunch one of my favorites part of a balanced breakfast it's like we all know it's candy that you put in milk that's why kids like it but it's and then i feel like that kind of trickery came about and it's now this one's low fat and or no fat and to be like you need to heart healthy cheerios and it's the same thing would be on the (laughs) breakfast table just be like like we all i think it was just a really shady marketing ploy that i think we all fell for it was like so, with the marketing. It, it's not.
2: You mentioned cereal, but it's the whole food industry. I think is just you're sacrificing your health for convenience and trying to save money. Uh, you'll spend it later. Yeah. Uh, in, in healthcare. Yeah, Some way sure. or another, but no, we we even stopped. That that was my moment last February. I watched a lot of documentaries about food and stuff back when you were working at the gym and it was just to a point where the food industry is just profit at the expense of your health. So that kind of gave me my moment of I'm tired of eating this way. And that kind of pushed me into staying with keto because you can't, you can eat out on keto but it's very limited. So it it makes you buy foods and and cook yourself. And I kind of like cooking.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I got some fringe benefits of the keto diet because uh, you got a smoker. Yeah. And holy crap.
2: Wrap everything in bacon.
1: Oh my God. So much good food. Do you have any favorite, any favorite smoker recipes or ways of preparing foods that, that you eat? Yeah.
2: yeah, Wrap it in bacon, (laughs) cover it in avocado oil, and and wrap it in bacon. No, but the, the smoker, <coughs> excuse me, uh, the smoker I like because you just put the food in there and, and leave it for hours. And it's the same thing. A healthy, you can take a lean protein like a pork loin, cover it in, we have flavored avocado oil. We have garlic and rosemary flavored olive oils so that you just, we coat it, salt and pepper, wrap it in bacon, stick it in the smoker for a couple hours. Yeah. <laughs> So it's amazing. It's easy. It's not cooking. Doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be six hours in the kitchen, prepping food and and cooking for 30 minutes of eating. It's let it cook by itself.
1: Yeah. No, smoker's kind of a good hack for that, for some really delicious foods. Yeah. And if you could run your business and then have uh, three kids and still have time to prepare your foods, I, I think there's more of us out here that probably could as well.
2: You just have to make it a priority. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Did you find that doing the keto diet gave you time in other areas of your life that you didn't have before? Not really. I don't think I gained any,
2: any time anywhere. for or I didn't lose any. It was just adapting a different way of eating. You still got to eat. Yeah. If anything, it cut out eating because I wasn't hungry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so Maybe less time stopping for snacks and things. Yeah. I,
2: I did it during covid Yeah. So everything started getting ordered on Amazon or online and just delivered to our house. So we can order food from Whole Foods and there it is on our doorstep two hours later.
0: Yeah. And we just cook dinner.
1: We're
2: at
0: home anyway. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's tough to know like what kind of diet to stick to, especially when it's always contradicting and changing. I was recently watching a show. I don't know if you've seen that, Adam's Ruins Everything. Yeah. And he had that kind of. Scene on there where they're talking about the form when they started talking about the healthy breakfast concept. I was just checking out this article from The Guardian, and I think this is interesting. If we guys want to talk about this for a bit, like how we got into the situation we did with the right kind of healthy breakfast kind of stuff. And so, it best it started, and I wasn't aware of this, but spoiler alert, it's got a moral and religious component to it, the way that Kellogg's kind of came into business. Yeah. Yeah, there was almost this pushing by a preacher who was Kellogg. So I'll just read a little bit of it. Jackson was a preacher and Kellogg was a religious man who believed that masturbation was the greatest evil, which bland, healthy foods like flakes could prevent. (laughs) Both Jackson and Kellogg were early seven-day Adventists, further trying a sense of religious morality into the ideas around the importance of healthy eating. So not a lot of people know that that was like the big thrust behind Kellogg. And they're like, hey, Wheaties and stuff like that because sugar – Was apparently rumored to make your sin nature come out more (laughs) if you had a. You
1: know, I have heard that. And from a scientific standpoint, when you get hangry, you're going to be angry and you're going to do more sinful things. So I guess there's some truth to that. There might be. It's a little shady when
0: it comes to marketing, though. So the article goes on to say so using moralizing rhetoric to sell the idea of healthy breakfast in the 19th century changed how people thought about the meal. It also incorporated our reverence for hard work in the 20th century, the idea that if you ate a healthier, lighter breakfast, you were going to be more efficient. And then, in the early eighth and nineteenth century, the, the bacon people, <laughs> apparently the lobbyist for the beech nut company, Edward Bernays, whose claim to fame was being the nephew of Sigmund Freud, exploited all the moralization and health fears around breakfast to help his company push its bacon he got all the doctors (laughs) to agree that a protein-rich heavy breakfast of bacon and eggs was healthier than a light breakfast and sent the statement to about 5,000 doctors for their signatures he then got that in the newspapers and got the newspapers to publish it and then petition that as if it were a scientific study and I guess this is what happens a lot with fad diets you can basically pay like we could do this as a fun experiment yeah, we could write a study. Uh-huh. We could write it like a study, and we could pay a non-reputable scientific journal three hundred dollars, and they would <laughs> <Wow>. publish it. <laughs> yeah, they would put it in their journal, and then we could write a press release to WRL about why you should change the way you eat based on new scientific evidence. Right, exactly. And this crap happens all the time.
1: (laughs) Well, and that's why I always like to see anytime there's a health claim, I want to see who funded the study that proved this health claim. And (laughs) if it's Kellogg's or PepsiCo, I probably wouldn't trust it. It's almost always the person behind who wants the results. Yeah. Yeah. Now, something else with this whole three square meals a day, starting with breakfast, I I did some research on that earlier this weekend. It actually started with industrialization and these 14-hour work days at factories and things like that. They went, oh, crap, we're going to be here all day. And if we don't have a hearty meal to start with, we're going to run out of energy before our break. Because they would have like a 15-minute break and then they'd go back to work. So I think that's part of where this whole breakfast thing started. Because that's a cultural thing. It's not necessarily something our bodies need. Yeah. And it's, there's all kinds of benefits to intermittent fasting and things like that. So what I've always liked
0: about the keto diet, and I did it briefly for a bit, what the idea that I like the most, that makes the most sense to me logically is the idea of being full, like feeling mm-hmm. satiated versus like other diets seem to be like, yeah, if you're hungry, then your body's losing weight. But I guess the, the reality is scientifically behind the scenes, it's burning fat from the wrong, it's taking resources from the wrong place instead of burning fat. And so you can be full and
1: losing weight, which Mm -hmm. sounds like a pretty good deal. And then some of that being hungry that also has to do with ghrelin and leptin levels, which are different hormones and um, satiety hormones. So if you have higher levels of ghrelin, you're hungrier. If you have higher levels of leptin, then you're not going to be as hungry. And so as those levels change on different diets, I think that's part of it too. But when you're hangry, that's usually a drop in blood sugar, which is a completely different hormone altogether. Talking yeah. about insulin.
2: Yeah, it was interesting Losing appetite, not being hungry, not having that. There were times in the day where I should have eaten because I felt hungry, but I didn't have that, like that stomach growling, like you need to eat now feeling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it's a lot of benefits
0: to it. So one of the things that you always talk about, Brandon, is sustainability. So how does keto rank on a sustainability?
1: The large amount of people I've talked to can do it for a while. And even the people like, oh, what the hell's his name? Mark Sisson, he'll go on and off occasionally. But I think there are components of it that are sustainable. But you also want to check what's the gallbladder doing and things like that. Is it able to process those high quality or high amounts of fat? And it may not be right for everybody. What if you had your gallbladder removed? Probably not a good idea. But I think it'll differ person to person. I and mean, you should be sensitive to the changes in your body. I'm a big fan of having high quality blood work done, especially from a functional Uh, standpoint. I work with Dr. Lavelle with Premier Wellness. She does a great job. But understanding what are the changes your body's going through. But I certainly think it's a hell of a kickstart for anybody looking to pull away from that food addiction to allow them to normalize their system. What would be your uh, take on it, Billy, as far as sustainability? So
2: I've done it for a year. I started last February. I'm right out of year. Most of the stuff I've read, people do keto for at most around six months. Some people try to just continue on it. I don't think it's great to continue on like lifelong. I I think keto is for me, what it's turning into is more like a tool. It was a great way to lose weight. If you want to lose weight. And of course I checked with my doctor before I I did everything. I had liver function tests done, blood sugar checked all all the blood work I, I had done to make sure keto was okay. But I think I'm actually transitioning out of keto or going to, to transition. I've lost 70 pounds in a year, 90 pounds overall, but just on keto seven, right at 70 pounds in a year.
1: Yeah, that's enormous. It's like getting a second chance at life uh, for a lot of people. So what are some of the things that would make you go off? I know you mentioned wanting to put on muscle.
2: So that's probably where I'm at right now. I'm looking how to transition off of keto, introducing some healthy carbs, complex carbs. And I'm still not, I'm not going to go out and eat bread. I haven't had bread in a year. I I don't know if I ever want to eat bread again, but no pasta. I'm not trying to eat like that ever again. Like sweet potatoes or some rice once in a while Yeah. incorporated back. You can. Yeah, yeah. I actually did. I, I went to the gym last week. And that was the time I, I gave my body any carbs before a workout on purpose. Yeah. And just from one serving of UCAN, I think it's got 19 carbs. That was probably my best workout of the year so far. Yeah. I've been working out for a month.
1: Yeah. I used UCAN mixed with my pre-workout for a solid year, and I could literally go all day. I would never get sore. I would never run out of energy. It was insane.
0: What is UCAN? Uh, so UCAN you a is… Root?
1: It's, it's actually from corn, and I'm against corn, yep. but it's a hydrothermically extracted form of corn starch that leaves behind all the harmful corn proteins. So when I was at Lifetime, I actually had the head of the nationwide company for the nutrition side of life. And they actually contacted UCAN specifically to ask about the processing and figure out how does it affect blood work and things like that. So even people that are with gluten issues and things, it's usually safe for, and you can stabilize your blood sugar for up to six hours, maybe more. And it jumped on the scene for endurance athletes actually, but then they realized for type two diabetics, Hey, this is phenomenal. So I think there's a lot of benefits to UCAN and, and just the amount of energy you get from it is insane. Yeah.
2: So I, I think I'm going to transition into something like still eating keto, but I'm okay with carbs pre workout. I'm okay with carbs. I might have a cheat day or something, a Friday, Saturday, and not worry about what I'm taking in carbs that day. Yeah. So I still like keto because I, I like what it did. I'll go, I'll, I'll probably go in and out of ketosis. So I still get the benefit from being on it with weight loss, but I can. I can turn and start putting muscle back on because I did lose muscle. I don't know how much. I didn't do any body mass index stuff before I went on keto. The views and opinions
0: expressed on this show are not meant to be used as medical advice. Consult your doctor before implementing any health or exercise changes. The Fire Within encourages you to do your own research and aims to spark interest and motivation to a healthier lifestyle. Have you ever felt like you were just throwing weights around like an idiot at the gym, hoping to see some results? Or after weeks or months of working out, notice that the scale just isn't moving? You wouldn't cook without a recipe. So why would you train or start a weight loss program like the Swedish chef randomly throwing ingredients into a pot? You need a sustainable plan that's science-based and attainable. Fire Within has worked with thousands of clients and helped them reach their goals. So visit firewithinnf.com today. Get yourself the free ebook, read the testimonials, and choose a service that works for you. Choose from services like one-on-one nutrition coaching, one-on-one personal training, and more. Again,
1: that's firewithinnf.com. Yeah, now you recently did a super cool body scan. And what was the name of that gym? It's Bull and Bear Gym in Fuquay. In Fuquay? Yeah. yeah it's really a cool analysis. Uh, tell us a little bit about that.
2: I really have no idea what, <laughs> what so, it did, but it, it does a 3D body scan. And it takes measurements of your waist, your chest, your biceps, your thighs, and figures out, I don't know how, but you know, it, it takes in, it's not just a weight and, and height BMI measurement. It's taking into account your muscle mass on those spots it measures. So it gives you a more accurate BMI.
1: And it seems like instead of just giving an overall this many pounds of fat and this many pounds of muscle, it can do that specified to uh, specific areas of your body. Because it gives you this whole analytics after of just, just tons and tons more information that you typically get from a body fat percentage. Body fat,
2: by the way, my heaviest, I was 2 or 340 pounds at six foot four, which put me at just over 40% body fat. The scan I just did last week has me at 24.9% body fat. Ah, If you take my current weight now and my height and just do it by the numbers that way, I think I'm at like 30% body fat. So I've lost 11% body fat. (laughs) Um,
0: this test sounds interesting it's i don't know how to pronounce it s-t-y-k-u yes body scanning stick you. Stick you, <laughs> stick you. Yes, they <laughs> stick you in a 3D scanner, yep. and uh, <laughs> it says it assembles a 3D model of more than 600 infrared images taken in seconds. Infrared, that's the key. The, yeah. uh the 3D model can be rotated, panned, and zoomed to elevate each body part in great detail. Once the model is created, the sticku's. No, we're saying that wrong. Advanced <laughs> feature recognition. It's spelled like it's a Japanese word, so I'm sure it has something like that in yeah. its that. pronunciation. But I'm not getting it right. American over here, <laughs> but uh, it finds detailed landmarks on the body, hips, bust points, etc., where they're used to extract circumferences, volume, surface areas in various regions of the body. Now, this bull and bear gym
1: in Fukuave Arena
0: says you can get this scan for 25 bucks. It yep. seems very good
1: because a DEXA scan can cost hundreds of bucks, and all you're going to get is percent body fat. Yeah, uh, or maybe you do. I've never done a DEXA scan, but I know it's one of the industry standards, but now there's something very significant about the number you're at now. You said 24 point something. Nine. Okay. Back when I did all my certifications, what we want to see men at, to be at the lowest risk of heart disease and, and mortality causes was 25% or below. Yep. You are now there. Yep. Yep. Where previously uh, I think above thirty five percent is considered obese, or, or so you went. From- I,
2: I was in the morbidly obese category. Yeah.
1: So within a year's time, you went from morbidly obese with all kinds of health risks, to now you're actually in the optimal range yep. for least risk. Yep. Uh, that's amazing.
0: Yeah what I like about your story is how it seems like you got tested first before you tried stuff. And now you got like this body scan before you started working out, which means you'll yep. actually know if it's working yep. or if you're just wasting your time in the gym, which I feel like a lot of people, they don't utilize the expertise of experts. They just start, I read an article and I'm yeah. just going to start throwing some weights around. We're going to see what happens. And then no wonder we all quit after a couple weeks. Yeah. yeah. So
2: my, my probably my biggest regret on keto is I didn't document it. The only documentation I really got was I got off medication. My blood work is documentation, but that was just to make sure I could eat keto. So I, I do regret not tracking it more and, and tracking my mood, my, my energy levels. That's why I wanted to do the body scan because I want to get it done in six months. I want to get it done in a year. Cause like I said, I'm probably more focused on building muscle back this year. Yeah, Last year was about weight loss this year is about weight gain yeah but different lean muscle mass yeah
0: and i'm pretty sure that other gyms offer similar things and for 25 dollars a pop just the idea of knowing that what you're doing is working and being able to adjust seems like it's well worth the cost
1: yeah Yeah. i think so
2: yeah it wasn't bad for a body scan and it literally took like 20 seconds
0: Yep. How much does a blood work test cost if you went to Dr. Lavelle?
1: It depends on the panel. There's a Dutch panel that's kind of everything. And now that there's a lab cost, but then there's time with Dr. Lavelle for the interpretation that costs separate. Gotcha. I mean, it's... It, yeah, I'll, I wouldn't
0: know what to do with the blood test. I could look at a scan of my body and be like, yeah, there's fat there. I see <laughs> yeah. that too. Yeah, yeah now, with
1: <laughs> the, now the blood test is all kinds of other benefits. That's hormones, what's going on. Uh, what are you lacking? What nutrients? What types of cortisol panels? are and That's a whole different type of in depth, but at least from a percent body fat where you're accumulating fat, that body scan is pretty cool. Yeah. Good stuff, but not near the amount of detail you'd get with comprehensive blood work. Thanks for sharing your experience with the keto diet and all your, all the pros and cons and even and our listeners, if they're thinking about it, hopefully it gives them more information if it's something they want to try or not. Yeah. I love that. It's like a real life
0: story as opposed to like, here's some articles or here's some facts. Yeah. Yeah. I'm by no means a keto expert. I just lived it for a year.
1: I think you did the smartest and most responsible thing. You had blood work done to make sure it was right for your body. Yeah. And I think that's huge. Yep. Uh, I wouldn't willy nilly do something extreme, especially if you have health concerns, it's not a good idea. Yep. So that was an awesome kind of testimony of that. And then also thank you for being my friend for four years. Yeah. And trusting me at your workspace, that was dangerous, man. Branding around saws and nails. And- <laughs> it's not a good idea. Watch out.
2: But <laughs> well, I really appreciate you guys. Yeah. I'll be back in a year. All right. Let's See do it. See how muscle building goes.
0: Let's do it. Sticko body scanning. <laughs>
1: thanks for tuning in today. I hope you got a lot of value out of today's episode. If you did, uh, go check us out at firewithinnf.com. You can subscribe to our newsletters and make sure you never miss an episode or any other content. Also be sure to follow us on social media.